And greetings, everyone. This is KYRS Medical Expo Can, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Art Hour, and I'm your host, Mike Malsom. I'm your other host, Eric Woodard. Today's guest is a local singer-songwriter um, and known to the, the music community as Eliza Catastrophe, but welcome, Eliza Johnson, to Thank Art you. Hour. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, Eliza, um, where did the, well, let's just start with, um, how did you get involved in the music scene and just doing the whole uh, singer-songwriter thing? Yeah, I started as a choir kid, so I've been in choir since I started in middle school, um, all through the years, and then um, met your son, Chris <laughs> Olson, that's how I know Mike, um, in music theory class, and that's also where we met our, or got together with Miles and made the band Friends of Mine. And then from Friends of Mine, that's kind of where I met the people at the Bartlett and the rest of the Spokane downtown music scene, and then had my own band, Violet Catastrophe, with uh, with four or three other girls, and um, then been going solo since then. Had another band, Catastrophe, for a while. So just once you're out and in it and going out to shows, then it's just you get to meet everybody, and the town is so connected. So would you say the genre, so you talk about a lot of bands, a lot of different people. Would you say that the genres you've been playing in have been similar? Has it changed over time? Uh, how, how has your style of music changed since you started? That's a great question. Um, when we started, I guess the first band I was in was kind of um, pop with a, with a three-piece rock group, but, you know, playing, trying to play pop music, making catchy hooks. And then when I started Violet Catastrophe, I wanted it to be an all-girl band, but kind of hard rock um, but not punk. I mean, when I say hard rock, it's like you, you just see like a little butterfly flapping its wings as hard as it can. Like, <laughs> uh, so I just kind of wanted to have more like have attitude um, with that band. And then Catastrophe was with some real rockers, um, Ben Jennings and Cody Brooks from Balonely, and then later Adam Smith, who's also the guitarist in Balonely. And so that sound was like actually kind of raw and like, you know, getting getting pretty heavy um, and then once I went solo I wanted to be able to play every type of show um, so I started to do electronic beats and that was um, my way of like okay people from the rock scene kind of know me I have this I was playing solo acoustic through all these bands I was playing singer songwriter winery brewery shows um, so I just kind of wanted to get that third area which was the electronic community because um, I want to be able to open for any act that comes through. That's my, that's my goal and motto is I'm, I'm the universal opener. Um, <laughs> and I kind of put that vibe out to the universe, and I've been getting country gigs back. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into I have a country show coming up um, November 11th at the Baby Bar with John Calvin Abney. And um, that came after I played with Jenny Don't and the Spurs. That was an awesome country show. Uh, Whiskeydick Mountain was there, and uh, Gorilla Rabbit Chicken, which I wouldn't think they're like noise stomp, or you know they had that stomp and root and toot and element to it. But Jenny Don't and the Spurs was really western, and so what I did was just kind of beef up the western element uh, that already exists in my songs. Um, here in the Northwest, it's kind of hard to avoid it. Um, you know, it's just like part of our cultural identity like we are Americans it's American music as much as rock and roll is um, so what I'm looking forward to is maybe getting booked for a hip-hop show and yeah. then making like some like really 
I don't know, trap beats or something like like outrageous samples and like even fatter bass sounds. Um, but I also will play country shows. I play, I'd play kids shows. I'm I'm looking forward to doing it all. The Universal Opener. Maybe you should change your name to Eliza Universal Opener. Hey, there <laughs> uh, you go. So, so you're talking about when you get the country uh, gigs back, you take the songs that you already write and you give them a country flair. Is that right? Yeah, I had a couple songs. I mean, when I say country, I guess I'm more inspired by like Western music. Um, Patsy Cline is a big influence of mine. Um, I grew up listening to the Judds a lot too. So just those like sweet country voices are kind of like how my voice was actually molded and then trying to be like a, you know, too cool, too hip rocker. Like you try to hide that as much as possible. I kind of almost go for a European diction or a British. Like I don't say my H's in my songs, but I do say hard R's. Now, um, is that a conscious decision or is that yeah. just something that comes oh, out? Yeah. No, why do you do that? Um, well, the hard R's are like part of our American accent and American the American English is actually like the only language in the world that really does the hard R sound and so I feel like it's unique like that's part of my cultural identity I'm always trying to decide like what does it mean to be an American like we're not just like white like there's a like a cultural identity to do with America and one thing is that we have hard R's in our language and um, the soft H's though are just you know to seem like proper um, there's a, there's like a certain dialect or diction that I, that's like really soft and almost like baby talk. I don't know how to describe it. And so like when I decided how I would doom all my letter sounds, it was like against that. I was like, I want to sound like an adult woman and I'm an American, you know, and just, just like trying to represent as much of myself as I can just with my pronunciation. Yeah, so going back to high school again, or when it kind of all started, you you started out um, participating in school choir and things like that. But did you have back in your mind then that you were gonna per, that you loved performing and you were gonna perform as a musician, especially as a solo musician, you know, a singer songwriter, which is kind of scary for some people. Did I thought I was going to be a comedy actor, actually. <laughs> Before I was ever in or choir, I was in, I've been in every single school play. Like, I am a extracurricular, I'm an example of what the Spokane Valley School District can do with their arts program, honestly. Um, I did every single school play, um, all of the, like, improv groups or anything extra. I did speech and debate. I, was, uh, I lettered in varsity, Lincoln-Douglas debate. Uh, and oh, so wow. that was like another, you know, performance lesson. So I always knew I'd be a performer on stage. Um, but my sister was actually like a better singer than me growing up. I was I was the one with the weak voice or I was the one that like, yeah, you're good. But like, why don't you just back me up? Or I was never like the good singer. And so I thought that I'd be an artist, um, like two dimensional art or an actor or something. And then I just kept at the singing and stuff and just when you just keep doing it long enough it's like I'm the last one I'm the last one around that I know from my choir who's like really still singing a lot and still here in town so so I heard you I think for the first time you know and I might have been one of the first times you when you started performing as a singer songwriter but it was at the shop in South Perry yeah and you were with Madeline with McNeil who who's just a phenomenal you know opera style singer but and then 
I thought you said then that you were you were kind of getting some lessons, some vocal training or something from her. Yeah. Um, so has that helped uh, bolster, you know, your your instrument, so to speak, so that you could do the rock and and maybe transfer to what you're doing now with the, yeah, the Western? Yeah, she helped my voice so much. Madeline Neal is a great voice coach, and um, if anyone's looking to just like find someone new to follow definitely look up Madeline McNeil um, but she gave me you know we didn't have that many voice lessons but I took a lot away from it mostly she told me which voice to work on strengthening because throughout like you know what however many octaves my range is there's like uh, four different voices that I'll go through based on like which note I need to hit or like at what volume and so she actually helped tell me you know like which voices sound good and how to strengthen them. And we did breathing exercises that I still use. And so, you know, in my Grammy speech, when I thank uh, my choir teachers, she'll also be on the list there of <laughs> teachers, probably. Oh, that, that's really cool. So well, I, do yeah. you think it's time to hear a song? I, I kind of want to hear this. Okay, I want to hear. Yeah, sure. And, and yeah. we're, we're kind of flying without gonna, a net Yes, this here. is going to be uh, interesting, folks. So. Uh, Eliza brought in a box, a I very have, intimidating looking, at least to me, box. It's a dual track loop pedal, and I have uh, pre-recorded tracks, drum beats and keyboards on here. And then I have my guitar plugged in. I just have my pedal to boost the volume a little bit, but... Um, and yeah, we, and we've never uh, um, done yes. this through w with this box, so we're going to give it a shot. I think we've got it down, but this is community radio, so please be forgiving if uh, something doesn't work right off the bat. But I think, I think we've got this. So I am going to arm this track. I we should be able to hear your guitar now. Do you? Okay. Yeah, we're gonna do a little check of this volume. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Okay, yeah. so I think we're ready to go. Okay. This is Your Mine by Eliza Catastrophe. One, two, three. Your cup is full of First of all, 
thanks to our uh, <laughs> program manager, Dana Matthews, for helping us yeah, get set yeah. up. Yay, Dana. Thank that you. That was awesome. It worked. Uh, yeah, that was before. good. Uh, that's very cool, Eliza. You know, you're, uh, I've always thought your lyrics the, of your original songs, you know, you put a lot of thought to them. There's a tinge of humor, Thanks. a tinge of quirkiness. Um, kind of walk us through how do you how even do you do your the song? song title is your mine while you are mine so that maybe people would correct <laughs> me and say that's the wrong your and i'd be like no because the song is about your mine possessive um so yeah wordplay is big in my family my dad is a poet i would say that's his like full-time thing he's been writing poems in ballad form in case anyone's curious uh four stanza a b a b um, or four lines per stanza, ABAB, um, rhyming poems, you know, greeting card style poems. That's what I grew up on. Hmm. And it was really important in my family. I was the youngest. I've, I've always had a big mouth, so I've had to defend myself with my words a lot. Um, I used to be really mean. I was like a word bully. I used to pick on people like every three years of my life my closest people have had to sit me down and be like, you're too mean. <laughs> you need to <laughs> knock it off. So like, I just, uh, you know, I just use what I know. I'm like an overthinker. I'm just like, there's, there's just so many scenarios running at all times. And so if I can make it about humor and making people laugh, then that's good. Um, but songs, I mean, I think that's why I started writing songs because I wanted to get my poetry out there mm. in a way that was like, people would listen because nobody wanted to listen to my dad when he was telling his poems mm. <laughs> and I got to see that um yeah but every song should have some jokes in it for sure like um there aren't really many like totally serious songs that I have is and that how do. you uh look at life up to I mean with a kind of a a positive you know humorous side of life as opposed yeah. to maybe more the dark side or do you compensate for like man i'm kind of a dark person so i have to write this kind of good question yeah. boy i'm asking <laughs> myself that every day <laughs> i definitely would think of myself as an optimist um like i but i believe that like we have to create the good like i don't think that there's just good floating around anywhere like but i do think that good exists and is important in an inherently cold and indifferent universe that like we can actually make good things and good happy things so that's why you know it's good that every three years i get to talking to and remember to use my word powers for good and not evil um are there certain conditions where you find you're more creative in terms of uh, writing lyrics so to speak i mean for example um you know, some would say our political climate might not be the, the most positive thing in terms of uh, unite people being united. Does that spur your thinking to be creative? Yeah, you know, I can't actually really force it. Like, it has to just come to me. A certain phrase will come to me, um, usually in the cars where I do a lot of my writing. Um, but I can't, like, if I was to sit down and think about the political climate, like, I don't know, I'd probably, like, come up with a joke. It would be, like, based around, like, one little turn of phrase um, like the most recent, it's kind of, it is kind of dark, but like the most recent phrase of the newest song is like, pay check to pay check. My big break will come when I break my neck. <laughs> like, cause I'm always thinking about dark, but funny. like getting hurt. And like, that's what, that's like what my big break is, is like an actual break. And so like, you know, you get that pun, like, okay, my big break is coming. And it's like, you know, it might be a femur or something, but like, that's what the next song 
is going to be about. It's paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, so like that idea came to me months ago and I'm still just kicking it around because mm. I don't really write much down. I do everything by memorization. So it's more like once I get an idea, like it has to just be a part of me for like months before I can make it a song. Um, the last political song I wrote was when George W. Bush was still president. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, so it's interesting. Reason. So you don't write any of that stuff down? No. So so you're writing songs basically 24-7 then, right? I mean, are, are you ever off in songwriting? Mm-mm. I mean, I'm always performing even. My <laughs> closest <laughs> friends and family would say <laughs> that sometimes I get into like performance mode or like a... Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always like to be the class clown or the f- I like to be the funniest person in any room um you know classic attention seeker youngest child I d- <laughs> so like whether or not I'm always writing I mean I'm always working on a song I have a notepad sometimes like if I have a little phrase when I'm working or sometime when I know I won't remember it then I'll write down a couple words but like the whole song itself I just repeat it until I can never ever forget and I have 60 songs like that. That was going to be oh my, my next gosh. question. How many songs do you have in your songbook? So like, you, it's about 60, huh? Yeah, because I have 30. So I'm releasing a double album, which I guess we could talk about now. Sure. Um, for the Eliza Catastrophe Project, I I do a lot of like two-hour gigs at Iron Goat. So I have all these set lists. Um, you two, nobody at home can see this, but I'm showing them a piece but of paper. But they can hear it. Rattle it in front of the microphone 42 there. songs on it. <laughs> and that was like my two-hour set. It c- actually came a little short. Um, but basically, I just gathered together all my set lists, um, and I picked out my 30 favorite songs, and I wanted to, like, just work on them, because with this loop pedal, like, I have to make everything from scratch and drums and stuff. Um, so I got my 30 favorite songs together. I knew the next album would be called You, because my first album was um, One, but it's a Roman numeral I. So in order to save face, since there was never a two, it's I. Um, if that makes sense over <laughs> radio, I'm using my hands when I talk a lot. So People retroactively, it's now I. Yeah, retroactively, gotcha. it's I. But I planned that all along because I knew that I'm difficult to get along with. Uh, <laughs> so, so for I knew that the next album would be called You, and then um, the album after that will be called O That's O H. <laughs> so if you want to go over to the merch booth and buy a vowel, now I have a built-in joke for that. We're like, oh, go buy a vowel. It's one of my albums. Um, so. I split the 30 songs into gr- two groups, those that have the word you in them and those that do not. So y- the album You that's coming out this Black Friday, 2019, is 15 songs with the word you in them. And then after that, the album that comes out, Oh, um, is 15 songs without the word you in them. And it just happened to split exactly down the line. Oh, and the venue that you're going to have your album release is going to be... Is that Berserk. Ah, very Berserk good. Berserk Bar, uh, 120-something South Stevens. Um, I picked Berserk because I want to get there early and sell the album all day. I picked Black Friday as consumer holiday because that's the best day to sell something, right? Oh, and I'm going to have so much fun if I can take an aside. The entire um, show, I think I'm just going to be slapping like... 10% off, 20% off. The album's actually going to start at like $150, but we're going to have Black Friday savings. <laughs> so it's Doorbuster like, sale. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. That's yeah. smart. So it's going to be like the theme of the, the album release is like discounts and savings and stuff. Um, but I picked Berserk because they have all the pinball tables there. So I can get there early and I can, I can play pinball while doing the album release. And I played a show there a little while ago. It sounded great. Um, so I'm really excited. 
I'm really excited to play there. I probably would have picked the Bartlett if they weren't closing down. <laughs> yeah. Because I've like got my start at the Bartlett. Um played twenty three shows there. Oh my not, really? Not counting open mics. Oh my god. I just went through my entire social media history of the three bands and my personal one. Um and I've I was able to list ninety eight shows that have played live shows since I started in twenty twelve. So that's exciting. And I know there's more than 98. Those are just the ones that were on Facebook. Um, but 23 were at the Bartlett. Oh, my gosh. By far. They're the winner. So I'm going to be sad for them to close. But I kind of, you know, made my peace when I um, when I broke up with them <laughs> a while ago, <laughs> I guess. Or, you know, I break up with one person and then yeah. you're kind of like out of the place. So I kind of already made my peace with the Bartlett. But it does make me sad to think of them closing. Um, but it does make me happy to be playing at Berserk and releasing my album there. Um, I feel like, oh, I feel like there's just so many places that, um, that are favorites, like the baby bar going to be there on November 11th. And that's one, I think I was able to pull up 15 shows, but that's counting friends of mine and both bands and solo. Ah, very cool. So that was cool. So I'm thinking we're, we need to probably take a short little break here. Yeah, we probably should. First uh, thing we should say is that uh, you should give KYRS your money. Mm. Yes. Um, Not me, right? <laughs> yes. Um, KYRS, you, we did have our uh, fall fundraiser a few weeks back, but uh, are always in continuing uh, need of financial resources. So um, if you are so inclined and have a few dollars to spare, uh, you can um, text GIVEKYRS at 44321. You can also go on to KYRS.org, our uh, website, and you can um, donate money online there. You can; It's very easy uh, to follow the directions there on KYRS.org. Um, and also, let's see, uh, that's probably the two ways, the two best ways to do that. And um, on that line, Art Hour is also underwritten by um, um, South Perry Pizza. So Art Hour receives support from South Perry Pizza, featuring rotating local artists and serving hand-tossed artisan pizza, beer, and wine at 1011 South Perry Street and online at southperrypizzaspokane.com. Thank you so much, John Syok, for your uh, generous contribution and underwriting Art Hour. And I'd also like to uh, give a shout-out to another show on KYRS with Jukebox Jenny. Hang out with me, Jukebox Jenny, on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. to hear America's very own music, the blues. Let me help you shake the trouble out with a mix of funk, R&B, and blues from Delta to Chicago. You'll hear... Don't forget to shake your rump, too. It's a cocktail that will soothe the soul. Working Women's Blues, Sunday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., right here on KYRS. (laughs) 
We also have a public service announcement. The Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's is October 5th. That's coming up this weekend. And aims to raise funds and awareness for Alzheimer's, a disease affecting over 5 million Americans. Information at alz.org slash walk. That is alz.org slash walk. So, um, what do we got? We got another song coming up, Eliza? Yeah, I'd like to play another song for you. Okay, so let's hang on just a second here. Make sure we're good to go. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give it just a tiny check. Nice. Okay. This song is called Welly Well by Eliza Catastrophe. Welly Well. That sounded really good. Thanks. Yeah. Came through. Eric, that technology actually works pretty well. I know. That wasn't yeah, too bad. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I was noticing about uh, those two songs, I mean, I hadn't listened too much to you online because I kind of like coming in here uh, fresh and being able to ask questions without knowing anything. Your songs are pretty complicated. Are they all like that? I mean, you're, you're, your fingers are moving across that fretboard like crazy. Thanks. Have you always kind of tried to write those, those complicated songs or do you? Yeah. are they all a little different? Um, I'm not like a shredder, but I grew up around <laughs> more like boys, you know, playing complicated riffs like lead guitars. I didn't, I guess I didn't grow up playing guitar around other rhythm guitarists. And so for me, my way to show off was knowing a lot of chords. Mm, and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, or I guess that makes me the George Harrison. He knew the most <laughs> chords. Um, but I do know quite a few chords. And so I do try to s like switch between chords. I don't use a pick because I never wanted to rely on that like i first started playing guitar and dropped my pick and i was like i never want that to happen Smart ever move. again i made a conscious decision to just not need one mm -hmm. but it makes things harder um so i just i'm someone who plays to my strengths and i just try to find like a niche i mean not that playing lots of chords is a niche but yeah i try to make it really um yeah chord dense lots of chord changes in my songs but i don't think they're 
I don't feel like they're complicated. That one's kind of a ripoff of Be Our Guest, and it's also a ripoff of the Trailer Park Boys theme song, and it's also a ripoff of this like classic piece that both of those two are based on. So, um, yeah, so I thought that I was really smart. Like I was like, this is the best chord progression I've ever written. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just Be Our Guest. Oh, that's fine. So I was going to say, a lot of your songs and I've, that I've heard you sing – have a little bit of a, a show tune uh, a mentality about it. You know, like with your chord progression yeah. and some of the covers you do are, you know, like uh, classical show tune types well, of Well, and with the melodies, the melodies yeah. de- definitely float around in a way that a lot of rock songs don't. Thank you for noticing that. You know, when people ask what genre, I really would like to be like show tunes, like stage music. Like I'm, you know, I'm a theater kid. I'm not a, I'm not the rock the rock chick as much as I am just like a theater nerd and a debate dork (laughs) so (laughs) like I want that to come through my music so yeah I'm like I play I mean Jesus Christ Superstar that's like the rock musical I love that they're bringing that to the IMB and I want to see it so bad you know stage music with shredding 70s guitars I mean that's totally my aesthetic so as you're talking about that, you mentioned show tunes and you mentioned Be Our Guest and all that stuff. Do you have certain uh, artists or songwriters who you've, and I'm not asking if you know, that you're trying to be like or anything like that, but those who you say, that's kind of the gold standard. That If I could write songs like this person, uh, then I would consider myself a, a great artist. Yeah, Burt Bacharach. Oh, <laughs> and Hal David, right? Yeah, yeah I would love, um, yeah, like those great songs where, anybody could cover them and give them their own life like that's i mean i guess i'm a big dion warwick fan and i didn't realize that i was actually a burt fan (laughs) um for a while uh leonard bernstein you know man if i could write songs like that um i kind of i kind of like starve myself musically where i only listen to musicals and classical pieces and like those long pieces for a while because all of my songs are a minute 30 or two minutes are my really long songs, you know, like that one, that's just under two minutes, but that was a lot of stuff in there, right? Um, so I've been listening to like long tracks lately, you know, Joanna Newsom, her shortest songs are like six minutes. And so I'm trying to like get more of that unfolding storytelling style where, and like um, having a pre-chorus is something I'm trying to mm. do. Uh, I learned that from Taylor Swift actually, but <laughs> But yeah, there's I I pick and choose what I like. Um, but the the great composers. Uh, if I could write a rock song like, but like Tchaikovsky, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, that, you, you, yeah. I was gonna say you you kind of have an old soul, a young head on old on an, on an old soul, so to speak. Um, I mean to capture some of the and putting your own stamp on that. You know, probably with a little bit of a modern spin. But there is a little theater and show and everything that you know and a lot of the stuff that you do and just on that note i know you had a role in speaking of leonard bernstein uh with west side story are you looking at and this was at the civic theater maybe a year or so ago um looking at maybe doing some theater work as well as your um solo shows and band shows definitely the civic is doing cabaret this season and i would just I would do anything in that production. If I have the time, I'll be a extra or a chorus girl. It's really dance heavy production. Um, but I'm kind of named after Liza Minnelli. Uh, so I'm, er, my mom loved Judy Garland and Judy oh. named her daughter Liza. So my mom named her daughter Liza and my dad threw the E in. Uh, so I want to do cabaret so bad at the Civic. Um, 
in a transition to something else that we wanted to talk about, American Idol mm-hmm. auditions, which are coming up, you know, I think I could be a good reality actor also. Like, I think I... I could be the producer's, you know, puppet in a way. Like they say, oh, go start some drama with this person. I could do it believably. So I didn't <laughs> come here to make friends. I did not <laughs> come here to make friends. I came here to win. So I think I can be like a convincing reality actress, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. Right. Well, okay, now that now, you've, now you you've mentioned it, we now you go. mentioned so, it. So, so uh, how did this start? That so you are uh, in the. You've been called back twice for American Idol, right? Yeah. So uh, the next time is if you make it past that, what does that mean? Um, so I made it through the Spokane auditions. And at the end of that, they took video of everybody and said, we'll call you. Don't call us. Uh, and then I did get that call. And so I'm invited to go to L.A. Uh, November 1st. And what will happen is I'll have an audition in the morning with executive producers. And if they like me, then in the afternoon, I'll get to do the celebrity audition with Katy Perry, Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan. And oh, I am yeah. so excited for that um, just because I know the executive producers will like me. I'm, I'm banking on it. Um, I told them in my interview that I would that I'm like a class clown, that I'm, you know, good at thinking on my feet and you'll be good TV. Roasting. Yeah. And I told them that if I got in front of those judges, I'd be zapped zapping some zingers um, <laughs> and the lady wrote down uh, or zipping zingers she's a zapper zinger. zapper zinger so i've been thinking of like comebacks for if i make it if i don't make it like kind of at least being funny enough to get on tv if so um but i auditioned and did everything under eliza catastrophe so even if they're just mm-hmm. like hello welcome you're eliza catastrophe and laugh at my name like that's that's like 4,000 new followers there right you there. Go. Yeah. So, so do you know what you're going to perform? Yeah, I think I'm going to do um, Self-Defense, which is a song I did at my audition here in Spokane. Okay, that's what I was going to ask And um, it's, uh, and it's original. I play guitar with it, and it goes through my range of opera singer voice to rock voice, and I jump up and down when I sing it and then go back to opera singer style. Um, if we have time, I can play it at the end, but I wasn't really planning on it. Um, but I'm going to do that one, and then I'm thinking... Uh, Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham. Oh yeah, from uh, the yeah. Vacation soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one's like uh, that would I would. That'd show off your acapella. vocal chops for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fun to sing and um, it's really short too. They're like you have to have three full songs prepared, but that one just has the two really short verses and then super fun chorus. Um, and then for this third song, I'm just kind of torn between doing another original or maybe a Disney song. Um, I just uh, my strength is in my precision. And like the way I think through a song, I think more than like, I'm not like a soul belter. Like I see, I, you know, like Kelly Clarkston, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's like my most recent idol memory. Uh, you know, I don't know if I have her chops, but I do have like a precision and a well thought out method. So I want to be able to showcase that. It's really hard. So That's she's your if she's your yeah. most recent memory, then you're not a big American Idol fan necessarily, right? My family is big fans. Okay, so um, that'll mean more to them, right? I'm yeah. more of like a not paying for TV fan. Oh, so I'll so watch yeah. whatever's you're on. You're a cord cutter. <laughs> yeah, I did have. She's also I a cord a player. <laughs> Lots <Yeah>. of cords. <laughs> I've had a legal cable before. It was great. Yeah. So how did this all start? So what what made you decide to try out for American Idol? Uh, my dad. He oh. he sent it to me, and he said, you know, you got to do this, and that he already told everybody I was doing it, and so no pressure. Then yeah, I, geez, yeah, I was like, well, uh, the age cutoff is twenty eight, and I'm twenty eight. So it's the last last year I could even do it, and I thought I'll just give it a shot. Wait, the age cutoff 
Like you can't be over 28? Yeah, 15 to I 28. They, Is I that think, a new thing? I think it may be just for this new reawakening. Because I remember before they had all ages. I have to change yeah, my whole plans for yeah. coming up. <laughs> well, that's interesting. And so I, I would be curious to know what, I mean, what did you have to do um, once you got, you signed up and, and then they tell you that you're going to be on the show? I mean, how did that work? Was there a line of people and you kind of just... Is it like a factory a little bit to get through that first cut? Oh, yeah. It was it was three hours of outside the Davenport Grand. The line went around one and a half times of the block just by the time I was getting to the end. I got there like at 640. They started processing people at 7, so I thought I'd get there a little early. And I was already, you know, halfway across the building in line. Um, so it was about three hours outside, and then we got in, got processed. They checked my guitar bag for assault rifles. It's so funny because they didn't check. <laughs> they didn't check like my little bag or anything. They didn't check anything that was normal size. They were just looking under people's guitars. So, um, and the police had so much pepper spray. Sorry, that's what I'm noticing. <laughs> they had like extra pepper spray in case everybody turned into a mob. Um, so inside it was about six hours before I got to sing and really it was just four big corrals full of people in like the largest conference room. I guess we found out there was at least 1200 people who were like possibly, I don't know if they were in that room cause I have a hard time estimating crowds, but 1200 people had registered and about 1500 people showed up total throughout the day of that 60 people got a yellow piece of paper that said that they got to move forward and basically we just went up there's four judges present um you know in this big room with hundreds of people and we all just went up four each at a time and um in my group of four we all sang our songs and then he called the other three up and said sorry sorry you know you're out and then i was there alone and he called me up and said you're moving forward so you got to witness their humiliation. Everybody cheered for me. <laughs> oh, it was great. Well, I always get a callback. I don't always get cast, but I always get a callback. Yeah. So it wasn't good. I was like, this is great that I got, you know, a chance to show more of myself. But I'm kind of I'm like use I'm used to getting that. And then, oh, it turns out you weren't what we wanted or something. But when I got that phone call just a couple of weeks ago saying we want you to come down to L.A., and it's going to be great. Um, that So they're not going to pay for any of that. Um, if I get on the show, then that's when they start paying for everything. But uh, my lovely bosses at Florida Cell Artisan Crepery, uh, the Zeratis, have decided to sponsor my trip oh, that's so to cool. L.A. So they're covering the flight and the hotel, which I... Oh, I didn't even think about how expensive it is, but it is so expensive. I probably would have had to sell my car. I don't know. <laughs> or I'd have to get some personal loans that would involve you know spending a lot of personal time paying back uh you know so the fact that they did that just makes me want to sell crepes for the rest of my life if this doesn't work out oh, that's <laughs> really cool so did you have to you talked about an interview as being a little bit a part of this process to to move forward have you already done an interview or is that what's coming up when you go down and meet with the executives down there um i what they've said is it'll be an audition when i go down there ah. so i think that it's like the executive producers want to see if you would be good on the show like if you could play the game take direction mm -hmm. um you know like can you relive a scene that you just did for the camera or something and then and then once you get to the celebrity judges then it's all up to them so it sounds like your realistic goal is to get on tv yeah. You think, uh, you know, if I can get on TV, that's not that's not far-fetched, right? Yeah, 
yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give my uh, album to Katy Perry and Lionel Richie, and I guess Luke Bryan can have one too. I don't really know him. <laughs> I'm gonna call them not by their first names. So it's a sign of respect, you know. And just um, yeah, I think I could get on the show because I am entertaining. I've been told by people that I'm entertaining, mm-hmm. and so I'd like to give it a shot. Um, but if I don't, at least they're gonna say my stage name. Yeah. How long have you been known by your stage name? How long uh, have you gone by that? Um, since around 2015, 2016. Yeah, only just a few years. Now, I've always wondered about people who have stage names. I asked Vanna O oh, the same thing. Does it allow you to adopt a persona that that you wouldn't otherwise write songs with or perform with, or was that not it? For me, it's just that Johnson is such a boring last name. But also, it's more like, it, it's not that I'm developing a persona. It's like I'm... I'm allowing Eliza Johnson to just die. Like, uh, I I am Eliza Catastrophe and always have been. I don't have to wait to get married, I guess, to change my name. I never thought about it. Now, for somebody with so much confidence, why did you pick Catastrophe? Oh, it's just based on the old band names so that I could oh, be okay. connected to oh, it. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe it's like that butterfly flapping its wings as hard as possible. It's like... Hey, this word sounds. Uh oh, it sounds a little dangerous. You know, maybe it's someone. Maybe it's more than just an acoustic guitar girl. You know, singing about horses. Um, it's like a. It's a little bit on the edge, but catastrophe. You know, it's also just like a long word that's based on French. So it's kind of like got that pretentious air I like to put have about me. <laughs> <laughs> By not saying your H's and doing the hard R's. Oh yes. Yeah, gotcha. So you think like a comedian a little bit, and you talked about that as well. Are you as stand-up at all in your future, do you think? Yeah, I hope so. I did one three-minute mic at the comedy club, and it went pretty okay. I definitely can't say any of the jokes here. I I got one. (laughs) We have a dump button if you accidentally. (laughs) I had one that where, like, I'm the worst person ever because I'm always recommending a band's greatest hits album to people i'm always like you like the grateful dead you gotta get their greatest hits it's just organized so well oh you like led zeppelin you should check out early days and latter days like uh it it worked a lot better on stage (laughs) i i just wanted to point out did you see her eyes get big when you asked that question yeah (laughs) i I think that yeah you were excited by that that was cool I, i mean i'm working on like i got 10 episodes of a pot of a comedy about my work outlined the crepery where it's like we do like french fine cooking but in a fast food atmosphere so like there's it's like it's like good burger but a tv show so i've got 10 episodes outlined of that um, so these are like 22 minute half hour episodes yeah right? or maybe okay. like even like a 15 minute web okay series so web series gotcha where like i'm a terrible employee but i kind of get better so that my coworkers like me and we have all these arcs and stuff and now when you say this is there anything <laughs> other than this <laughs> this nascent idea or is this something that's actually kind of in the works other than being written yeah well um i at first we wanted to do it at the crepery just with our uh, cell phones and stuff um, but everybody else is always trying to work when we're, <laughs> <laughs> when we're at work. They're like, no, what is hell, man. <laughs> There's oh, I hate those kind of I hate that. Jeez. <laughs> they make more money than me, so I understand. So when you say we, this is this your coworkers that you're thinking about doing yeah, this they'd with? Yeah, dec- they'd be decent. I think they're they're good actors, or they'd just be playing themselves. You know, like the characters I've written are based on them. And then um, I I'm working, or I'm kind of have in my mind this idea of hoarders the musical 
like that would be a stage musical about like this family who like loses their mother and she was a hoarder and like the kids like deal with it in different ways and like one kid like just decides to inherit it all but like it it would be like a musical and um so I have that idea and then a couple film ideas so hopefully if I got picked up in Hollywood you know now I'm just letting my dreams run wild but this isn't just an audition for American Idol. It's an audition in front of ABC executive producers. Sure. So if I was just funny enough and had enough produce or personality and they asked me about like projects and if I'd been writing, you know, like who knows what could come out of it. Or like they might think, hey, you're better for this than American Idol. Or Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you're just creating all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's just what you're doing. And it's not just music and it's not just comedy and it's not just, uh, you know, writing web series. You also do painting and you do all kinds of things. Right. So you're just creating 24 seven. If I had a good work ethic, I'd be like a scientist <laughs> or something. But like I've, I've kind of I've given up on the idea of academia or any sort of like career. So entertainment is the only is my only chance to like own property no i think you, i don't i think you sold yourself short it sounds like you have yeah. a great work ethic it's yeah. just for stuff you want to do yeah and like like studying or buckling down or like filling out a form the way i have to do like i all my jobs have been for small family-owned businesses because i need to do things like with my resume and handshake like if i give a place my resume and they're like fill out this application i already don't want to work for them hmm. and stuff like that like i have a hard time doing doing things bureaucratically that I have to do if I feel like arguing about it. So entertainment is like the only field that can deal with someone like me who's just like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do it the right way or your way. Like I'm going to do it my way. Like entertainment's the field where I can be celebrated in that. So I'd like to conquer all avenues and be part of all of it. Well, I'm, I'm, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, uh, back to what you were saying earlier about your previous bands. Are these bands that you kind of get into them and then you just m move on to the next thing because you kind of get bored with the last thing? Is that is that kind of how you've been rolling so far? Uh, it's just like uh, you have your boyfriend help and then you break up with them. Okay. And then, oh, so that's we, much more could, practical than we that. could get somebody else or uh, I'm kind of busy this week and I'm busy this week and then I have a solo project. Um, so it's more like... Like, getting a really good groove together, you know, and then you lose somebody, and it's like, it's never going to sound like it did, you know? So we just either have to start a new project or just give up completely. Like, for me, I guess I, yeah, I, I want to be in bands with my best buds, too. That's the problem. Like, I don't want to just be in bands with people. Like, I guess right now I'm jamming with Balonely, and they are, I guess I'd call some of them my best buds but they i don't know i don't know if we are best <laughs> you buds. hope the feelings mutual <laughs> like they're i can jam with them because we're really good friends we can joke the whole time but like i don't know if i could just jump into like a band or like if i had studio musicians where i was in charge and the power dynamic was like laid out um but like when it's just people that you kind of know and you're jamming together and it's like well maybe we should well maybe we should do this and maybe we should do that like that kind of stuff drives me crazy like i either have to be totally in charge or the people around me have to know enough to like be able to push back now i'm looking ahead too so let's say you get to la and all the things that you want to happen or at least most of the things that want to happen happen and then they push across a piece of paper and they say, Eliza, we want you to sign your name on there. That's a that's like a that's like a job application. Are you going <laughs> to be able to sign it? And you got to fill out a are form. You, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be able to sign it? Are you going to be oh, yeah. are you going to be able to 
become Eliza Catastrophe 2.0. I'll just be the like... person who signs forms. Ah, I need help. <laughs> I like, don't you have a person who helps with this sort of thing? And they'll say, why, yes, we do. This is Hollywood. <laughs> no, I can fill out a form. I just, like, you know, just like the unnecessary, like, uh, unnecessary stuff. No, I get it. I think Life's full make of crap it, like that. They'll make things easy for me because it's just a bunch of people like me who are just like, what do I do? Write my name. Um, luckily I have released and own like all my songs and I'm represented through BMI, I think. Oh, good. BMG. What is it? Yeah. I'm re- I'm represented. So you're thinking of it as a business too, which is smart. Well, I don't think that they can like take from me too much. Right. Which I think a lot of people in your position would just be saying, I just write songs, man. You know, so that I think that's smart. I'm in such a good position because songwriters really make the money. That's what I've been hearing is that songwriters are the ones who get paid not performers. Right, so, the publishing rights, yeah. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to having that be part of it. Well, okay, so speaking of that, we're, we're coming up on the end of this. So you've got a lot of times coming up where people can hear your music. You've got something coming up at the Baby Bar first, right? Yeah, November 11th. I guess I'm kind of taking a break October to finish the album. Um, so November 11th, I'll be playing um, my most Western tunes, which the two that you heard, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you hear that it kind of has that swing but, you know, it's just that it could pair well with country. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, you didn't think either of those songs were country. But I'll be um, be playing it up even more and uh, pronouncing those hard R's November 11th. Now, when you say bar. as you're recording your album coming up, are you doing that yourself, all yep, yourself? doing everything myself. Um, I'm borrowing some gear from my buddy, but otherwise I'm doing it all myself. I figure if I have 15 songs, then they can all be... A little lower quality than if there were, you know, only 10 songs, right? Like you just, it's like uh, quantity. This is a qu- quantity album. <laughs> All right. So yeah. you get what you pay for, right? You, yeah, you, it's a good songs, deal. $15. Yeah. And I'm distributing it on MP3 players. Uh, that's another thing, signature MP3 players. So you buy the album for $15 and it'll come with a pair of headphones. It'll come fully charged and with a charger and you just literally hit play and you can start listening to the album right then and there. Um, so that'll be great for my grandma and for my dad and other people who <laughs> aren't, who don't have a, a CD player. They don't have a, they don't know how to enter a download code, you know, like they don't have Spotify. They don't have anything. I don't even know how they listen to music. Like I'm selling music players and that will be Black Friday at Berserk. Um, Berserk Bar is on South Stevens and um, Black Friday is November 29th, really late in the year. So Got yeah, about two did months you, to finish up. Did you come up with that MP3 idea yourself? Was that just yeah. came, came out of the oh, ether? Wow. It's such a great idea. Yeah. Thanks. I just thought, I bet these things are cheap. And then I found one website. Um, it's like DHL, the shipping company, yeah. does um, wholesale sales from China. So I got, I got 50 MP3 players um, sent from China in like a week for like $2 shipping. It was crazy. And um, no tariffs. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, I know. You gotta take, make the best out of everything. Yeah, I got go. um, 128 megabyte uh, SD cards that will really contain the album. I bought mm-hmm. 35 pairs of headphones and 50 chargers. So um, all in all, I'm keeping my costs low and passing those savings on to you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's been great talking to you. I loved hearing your songs. They're just really cool and they're fun. And I love the melodies thanks. and I love the tunes beneath them. So uh, thanks for playing your songs for us. Liza, it was great having you. Uh, you're listening to KYRS Medical Expo Can. 88.1 and 92.3 FM. See you next week.